What the fuck is up, guys? It is your boy, Jay. I hope you've been staying metal, keeping your fucking foot on the fucking pedal. Although maybe you haven't been keeping your foot on the pedal because gas prices are astronomically fucking high right now. Okay? So maybe you haven't been putting your foot on the fucking pedal. Maybe you've been fucking putting your foot on fucking Uber Eats and ordering everything again because gas is too fucking expensive to go to the grocery store. Maybe that's what's been happening, huh? Am I right on that? I think I'm right on that. You guys are feeling my fucking pain, aren't you? But what is up, guys? We're going to dive into this fucking explosive episode, man. We're going to be covering uh, the Browning's new album as well as of Mice and Men's album. No spoilers. Were they great albums? Were they good albums? Were they fucking knockoff albums and a waste of my fucking hour of existence? We're about to find out as we dive into into these shits, man. And um, hopefully they didn't fucking waste my time. The Browning with Johnny McBee, man, I have a lot of high expectations always for this band because I know what they can do ever since they've been making songs like Ashamed and the top 25 song of all time, Living Dead. So I expect pure greatness and uh, sometimes when you expect a lot of greatness from an album, man, they can, or from a band, they can really let you down, man. So let's hope that did not happen. So here we have it, the Browning and of Existence album. Uh, the first song we have, End of Existence, self-titled song. It starts out with catchy dark synths uh, that create an overwhelmingly chaotic atmosphere, then collide with a solid growl that punches you in the face uh, just a little uh, to let you know they've arrived, you know. And to keep it balanced, uh, multiple moments in the song where uh, there's a soul-wrenching breakdown uh, that have the undertone synths, you know, they're heavy with their synths, that are well-produced enough to not take away from the dark presence you want to feel in those moments, which is very fucking hard to do, Okay. That's why a lot of electronic core bands don't exist because, man, there's been a lot more failures of crab core than there has been success stories. The Browning just so happened to, you know, claw their way out and uh, become one of those fucking great bands, great potential bands that, you know, succeeded in the genre. But, um, uh, lyrically, the song is about pure destruction, man. Uh, so the vibes match well. Uh, the band is describing a curse uh, that they're not specific about that's worthy um, of wiping us all out. So whatever they're specifically talking about has something to do with a curse. Uh, and this uh, curse is supposed to wipe everyone out. Uh, my best guess is that uh, we're mostly jackasses, uh, so we need to start uh, over clean with pure intentions. They're like, man, you guys are fucking dicks. We got to get you guys out of here now. You know, this curse is coming. 
you guys have fucked everything up. Fucking, we gotta press the reset button, man. This is this is not going the way we expected this to go when you fucking mutants landed on Earth and you created civilization. You guys are fucking it up. It's time to go, okay? This is the Browning's intentions, not mine, okay? <laughs> so, um, yeah, and overall, I gave the song um, actually a 4.5 out of 5. I thought it was a very good way to start off the album, uh, that pure darkness film, and uh, and the, they really know how to do that. That's when they're at their best, when they're giving you those dark vibes, man. There's nothing like it, you know, and... Um, Moving on, we have the song Destroyer. Uh, Destroyer is a fast pace and good buildup. Uh, transitions in this songs that run into cataclysmic flares, believe it or not. Uh, there's dark, there's a very dark outro and um, overly, uh, overall, just a fast pace, a uh, dramatic, solid track, you know, just very, very solid, you know. And uh, lyrically, the song is about how, as humans, we're here as part of a drawn-out experiment by a divine god, but the experiment has run its course, and there's no turning back. As stated in the lyrics, your final breath will be an insignificant glitch in time, end quote. So, yeah, man, according to the Browning, we're fucked. Okay, so that's two songs in a row. They're talking about fucking us all over. Maybe there's not a real curse that's coming to fuck us over. Maybe it's the browning that's actually going to fuck us over. Guys, am I going somewhere with this? Because, I mean, keep talking about fucking us up, man. They're talking about no turning back, man. Like, I don't know, man. Someone needs to someone needs to have a conversation with Johnny McBee. Not now, yesterday. Okay, because we need to get to the bottom of this. And uh, I gave that song a four out of five. I think it was a really good song. You know, very close to making my top rated list. You know, I need 4.5s and fives on my top rated list, man. I might start getting greedy and just putting five-star cult classics on my shit. But yeah, man, Destroy was a great song, man. It was really good. And uh, it's a four. Uh, Anti-Sentency is a very melodic uh, song with heavy synths on this one. Uh, feels like they rely too much on synths and not enough instrumentation for me um, on this record. Too overproduced. Um, however, it still manages uh, to be a vibe in a chill song, actually. Um, Taylor Siffert from a pop punk band called Keep True, who happens to be the wife of a former bassist, um, a former old bassist on the, in this band, makes the song a really good listen, man. She provided a you know, the dynamics between her and Johnny is uh, exceptional, as well as her ability to sing in a beautiful flush tone versus her pop punk style, because this is not what she does. So she created a, a phenomenal dynamic with that, and that really pushed the song through to, to, to overall give it the rating that I'm going to give it, because without the, the dynamic between her and Johnny, this song would probably have been a two. Uh, but honestly, in my opinion, they should hire her full time. She should be a, a member of the band, man. Uh, shit, I, I'd fucking do it. Fucking Taylor for hire, dog. Uh, but lyrically, uh, the song is about uh, reaching the final breaking point, understanding that it is over, uh, but conflicted with instincts and questions. 
that never provide security within yourself, just lies that you tell yourself to feed your uh, will to survive, basically. And um, pretty deep meaning there, man. But it doesn't necessarily always mean uh, you're, you know, if a band's talking about a, a breaking point, it doesn't always mean death. Uh, it can mean breaking point for many different reasons. So um, I would say that, guys, for people that are also into lyrics like I am, don't always interpret when bands talk about like breaking points or this is the end, that this is always like uh, suicidal thoughts and things like that. It's a lot more vast than just that. But overall, I give the song a 3.5 above average song, very solid. Um, something I would replay again, but, you know, not a song that I'm just going to open my phone and just go to it, you know, but, uh, very solid. Uh, the next song is God is Tot. Um, it is a cohesive, uh, subtle drum work that stays in tune with guitar and dramatic buildup, which makes up the fucking intro. Hell of intro, a uh, good way to set the tone. Uh, the name of the song is actually um, a German saying, which means God is dead, uh, which they actually lyrically say in the song. Uh, the Brownie has expressed their anti-theist point of view in previous songs like Noctis from the album Geist. Uh, so they have shown you what they stand for, if they're going to do it in multiple songs, obviously. Um, overall, the song has a industrial... Uh, you know, vibe to it uh, and the chorus, which feels opposite of the direction of the song, uh, yet are smooth and very well placed. Uh, did appreciate it. Uh, the chorus makes the song, um, as I also like the uh, Viking voice undertones as well. I also thought that was pretty fucking cool. You know, a little Viking, you know, that's pretty fucking, pretty fucking unique. But uh, the chorus uh, definitely made the song for sure, because without it, wasn't you know anything that really stood out outside of it but overall i gave the song um also a 3.5 i think it was definitely above average um, slightly but you know a very solid song more of an anthem you know and uh if you feel like being hateful play um goddess stop okay play it <laughs> um next moving on we have a uh, torment uh, which, you know, uh, it's not much with this track, guys. Um, as you know, I don't waste time on a track where nothing stands out. You know, I just don't uh, buy a guess. Um, lyrically, the band refers to um, the Anunnaki, which is a reference uh, to lizard people um, or shapeshifters, which is why I believe the message of the track is to provocatively suggest that people are as they seem from the highest levels of leadership. Uh, the question is, are all our leaders who they appear to be? Okay, I'll let you guys answer that. But yes, that's what this song is pretty much about. Um, you know, and Anaki people. Uh, the outro had a surprising uh, trap music melody, uh, which was fun. I thought that was cool. Uh, they had to do something. Um, you know, because uh, otherwise they didn't really do anything else, um, you know, which was fun, but didn't, you know, make the song any less lackluster. Uh, you know, so I had to give this song a, a hard 1.5. Uh, 
you know, like I said, just just not much there. Uh, the next song is Cataclysm, a chill, melodic, uh, non-lyric song with heavy bass, drop four and five um, uh, tone vibes uh, and high-paced drum rolls. Solid fun song that takes uh, place after the album is halfway done, just to send the message that things are about to evolve for the good or for the bad. So I kind of like how they put Cataclysm like right in the middle, especially with the song being named Cataclysm. Uh, uh, definitely a good uh, title for an album uh, that's going in the direction that it's going. And uh, yeah, it was a fun song. It was a fun song. Uh, nothing really negative about it. Didn't have any lyrics or nothing to judge there. So overall, um, I had to give it a four out of five, man. Definitely four out of five. It was a good song. It's definitely a good song. I do listen to some bands that don't have vocalists, so not having vocals doesn't make it a negative thing for me. So obviously I'm a sucker for screams, though. No pun intended, but yeah, man. So we'll just move on from that. Uh, the next song is Rage. Uh, Rage is uh, an aggressive uh, song that at least in the beginning, that uh, provides some momentum that builds up early in this song and then settles into a heavy bass and rhythm guitar anthem that I found to be pretty cool. Uh, best part of this song is the bridge with the loud growl. Uh, the breakdowns is gnarly, and Johnny shows off his fantastic range of demonic tones, man. Give me those fucking tones, baby. I uh, really appreciated the outro, man. It was definitely something to behold. Um, definitely one of the best outros of this year, easily. It was fucking brilliant. Uh, lyrically, the song is about, uh, you know, uh, that person, um, you know, that reaches its boiling point after a person or a sanctioning body, if you will, of people have led poorly with evil intentions. So, you know, this person just get upset and, you know, just don't feel like things are being done right. Uh, but, you know, after really going over the layers, they could be talking about, you know, like a sanctioning body, a group of people or a person couldn't really, you know, nail it down to which one specifically. But either or uh, the next song is Chaos Reigns. Uh, Chaos Reigns. Uh, has a potent combination of machine gun guitars amplified with a balanced symphonic undertone starting the track off. Uh, the machine gun like guitars continue sporadically throughout the track, which is clearly the base of the song. So you can tell that's pretty much what we're going to be hearing throughout. They've pretty much made that clear. Uh, Halloween feel vibes, man. I'm a sucker for Halloween also. So. You know, you give me some fucking Halloween vibes, man. You know, I might fucking go carve me out a pumpkin right now and fucking play Frisbee with it, man. You know, you just never know, man. Random things happen when it's Halloween. Uh, definitely one of my favorite tracks. Um, I love when this band gives us a, a deathcore banger. Definitely. Uh, great ability to, uh, to me with this band to have metalcore and deathcore. Uh, songs which personally separates this band from most bands. Most bands don't have both can 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 have deathcore songs and metalcore songs in an album. 
quite frankly, there's really not many that there's pretty, I don't know, maybe less than 1% of bands that do that. Because again, it's one thing to do it. It's another thing to pull it off. They happen to be able to pull it off. So it's fucking great. Uh, lyrically, the song is about taking an oath uh, to our own existence, our calling, that we are children of tyrants and chaos. And is what we will forever be. No escaping that, according to the Browning. We're all fucked up humans. We're just fucking pieces of shit. And um, there's no way around that. Maybe if you eat enough Campbell's chicken noodle soup, you will change. Maybe if you travel a little bit, your mind will open up. Who knows, man? Just, just got to figure it out, baby. The next song is No Man Can Become a God. It's a very uh, melodic, uh, more chill than most songs on this album, which was a little surprising. Um, the cleans are heard again for the second time on the album. That actually fit perfectly with the direction of the song, particularly in that outro. Thought that was a very smooth, you know, addition to the song. Fuck with it, man. It was it was great. Uh, lyrically, the song is about how, in essence, we are powerless and destruction will reign. It made me think of how we can medically make a lot of changes to ourselves, spiritually and physically, but nothing can prevent death. Yes, guys, if you don't know this, if your parents didn't teach you this, listen very closely. You will die. It will happen. I will die, and I'll no longer make this podcast, and that'll probably make you want to die. So I'll try my best to uh, eat Frosted Flakes and uh, try to keep going, man. The next song, oh, yeah, I gave that song a 2.5. thought it was an average song, No Man Can Become a God, you know, nothing really too crazy, but uh, yeah, 2.5. Death Warp. Uh, Death Warp has early guitar, rapid drop, seed tones, another high-paced track that contrasts with melody darkness. So I thought, you know, that was pretty cool because, you know, it has it has a lot of high-pacedness to it, a lot of rapid stuff going on, but then it also lets you enjoy and sit in the abundance of darkness that overcast the song you know like i said uh the brownies one of the best uh metalcore bands in the world at doing that just providing really dark uh vibes and sometimes you want that man sometimes you want to lay in the darkness and uh they'll fucking give it to you uh lyrically the song is explaining that um after the subject of the song whoever that happens to be um, has taken a pact with the Infernal One, which is a redeemer and rebellious entity, the person no longer will suffer and meet a dubious end. So, hey amen. Shout out to that Infernal guy. Moving on, we have Prophecy, uh, which happens to be another song that is, um, you know... It's more about the vibe than, you know, any technical or unique prowess. 
it's not bad just nothing stands out for me on here uh, maybe i have to re-listen to it a few a few more times uh a huge pre-chorus build up huge pre-chorus build up man i'm talking huge uh that turned into a mediocre letdown of a breakdown man it was it was a bummer simple as that it was bummer man i was expecting for something i was expecting for this song to redeem itself never really happened you know ah man sucks uh lyrically the song is about uh, a prophecy being fulfilled that the world will come to an end by any means necessary what prophecy that is who in the world when it will be ended I have no fucking idea. And apparently the Browning doesn't either because they didn't fucking tell us. Or I'm sure they would have if they knew. Maybe they're trying to keep it from us because they'll be the ones that will fucking end us, like I said, when this podcast started. Okay? Anyways, I digress. Moving on. Oh, yes, I give that song a 1.5. You know, nothing really... Nothing really too great about that song. Fearless, uh, not much with this one either, honestly. You know, I just got to be honest. Uh, very generic and a few good melodic, uh, you know, partial breakdown moments. But overall, <clears throat> it's just overly produced and reliant on sense. You know, uh, I did have the patented... Um, do 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 you know browning rhythm to it which was refreshing you know not gonna lie you know having that patented sound that they do it's refreshing but overall maybe the worst song on the album man honestly yeah, lyrically the song is about a person who questions everything and is ever evolving not fearing death instead viewing it as a opportunity so, I mean, at least there was something there lyrically, and that's why we go into lyrics, man, because there may be a good message there. But this isn't a good message. The song was a one out of five. It's actually a pretty bad message, if you ask me. But, man, uh, the browning, the browning end of existence, man. This is the wrap-up on this album. The album's theme here is clearly death. Let's just get right to that. Pretty clear. Uh, there are ups and downs on this one, which is typical from the Browning. However, uh, there were more bad songs than I expected. Bummer. Uh, the band doesn't typically have this many bad songs. Most songs are usually solid uh, and a few great songs. And sometimes you may get, you know, an all-time great song. But this album, you know, didn't do it for me. You know, just just didn't quite live up to it. Uh, overall, the album gets a three out of five for me. If you've never heard the Brownie, I know they're not like a super popular band. They're not one of the more popular uh, metalcore bands, but they definitely are a great listen. There's definitely a lot of good songs to check out from them. A Shame would be a good start. Pure Evil would be another great start. Octophobia would be another great start. So, I mean, you know, they definitely have some some great songs. There were some, There's definitely some good songs on here. Above average, good songs. No, quite, not any five-star songs. 
you know, so nothing that was really, that really blew me away, but, you know, there was definitely some good songs on this album, so it, it didn't suck, but, you know, just a little above average, but so overall, I'll give it a three out of five, and, um, yeah, man, that's the Browning, uh, end of existence, the wrap-up, and, uh, man, solid album, solid album. But the next album we're going to be covering is Of Mice and Men's Echo. And once again, let's hope an hour of time was not spent as an hour of wastage. And we'll be getting to that right after this. Stay metal. What is up, guys? It is your boy, Jay, man, and we are back on this episode of some great fucking albums, or are they great? That's actually with an asterisk and a question mark, okay? You've never seen an asterisk and a question mark. Wait, you usually see asterisk with question marks, okay? I'm stupid. Anyways, um, we're going to be going, diving into of Mice and Men's Echo album, man. Man, I was I was very, very excited to see that Of Mice and Men came out with an album last year. I did not know about it, so it was pretty fresh to me. I do remember they did have that EP with, with a few songs. I do remember Timeless and Obsolete being on that EP, but man, I never got around to listening to those songs, man. I, I just never really had the time to listen to them. But I was aware of that, and um, so I was excited to check this out, man, and uh, we're going to dive into it. Hopefully, we get some great songs. Hopefully, it was great, and, um, you know, worth that hour, man. It's all about that hour, man. We, it all goes back to that hour. So, the first song of the album is uh, Timeless. Uh, man, some signature uh, of Mice and Man right here, man. Um, a lot of isolated rhythmic bass drops. Uh, mystical... Uh, patient intro, uh, which was fun. I liked the mysticalness of it. It's great. A uh, solid dynamic of uh, high pace, punch in the mouth, um, you know, um, guitar play there uh, with melodic chord, with the melodic chords, which is very metalcore indeed. So, um, yeah, I mean, the vibes were good on this song. And, uh, you know, Tom was a very, very solid song. Uh, lyrically for this song, I'm actually not sure. One of those times, man, where I just didn't, you know, I'm not just going to write some shit, you know, so I'm not fucking sure. If you guys know, let me know, and we'll both know, okay? We'll both be geniuses, okay? <laughs> you get the sodium, I get the salt, okay? That's how it rolls around here, baby. Um, Rating-wise, I gave this song a 3.5. Uh, 3.5, you know, it was definitely above average, solid song. And, um, yeah, 3.5, man. Uh, the next song was Absolute, my favorite track on the album for sure. Uh, Absolute, uh, rock and roll, guitar playing, drawn, settle the score uh, to create a great intro. Uh, High-paced verses run head first uh, into a pre-chorus that guarantees solidarity. Uh, very unique bridge. I love that shit. Incredible intro and outros on this track with high tempo verses. 
guarantee this song four stars when you have a great intro and a great outro. And uh, pretty much, I mean, four stars in my book, uh, but added with a bridge and a pre-chorus, this song deserves a 4.5 for sure, man. Uh, lyrically, the song is about having goals and achieving them, but still feeling a churn inside, uh, feeling doubt and insecurity that no matter what you do, it'll never fill the lonely void inside, man. Some depressing shit right there, man. Just reading that, man. So let's fucking move on uh, to the next song, uh, Anchor. Uh, Anchor is a very fun, uh, you know, it has a very fun intro with aggressive guitar and instrumental uh, play overall, then shifts to a much lighter melody, which flow together very nicely. Uh, the chorus picks up the pace once again. Uh, and at this point, uh, you're on a fucking roller coaster. Uh, there's a lot going on transition wise. Um, melodic dynamic banger that offers uh, just enough unique moments, just enough, just enough. Uh, to keep you interested, uh, God of Fire, like uh, from Fit for a King, definitely has that God of Fire type of uh, vibes going on with it. If you guys know that song from Fit for a King, definitely reminds me of that. That was actually a really good song. Um, lyrically, the song is about having high expectations of a certain promise that continue to not be fulfilled. Filled, man, what the fuck? Uh, broken mirrors of sorts and... Uh, yeah, man, another uh, emotionally challenging song for me. Might actually cry right here. Uh, moving on, uh, we have uh, Levy. Uh, Levy uh, is vintage of Mice and Men sonically. You definitely feel uh, some of those older album type of vibes to this song, you know, which is cool. Um, you know, it sounds like songs from albums like uh, Cold World. So maybe not, you know, albums that go way back, but, you know, albums like that. So you can definitely hear those vibes on this song. Uh, but other than that, not really uh, too much to explain sonically. Other than that, uh, lyrically, the song is about reaching a moment of adversity where you feel as though uh, the figurative levy is held by the grip of your hands as you slip away slowly then rapidly until you find the moment of clarity that this is it. Not necessarily meaning death, once again, uh, but meaning letting go of something that you've held on to, man. Yeah, a lot of different things there, but um, yeah, man. Powerful shit right there, man, indeed. Uh, Bloom. Bloom, uh, this song uh, seemed forced to me, man. Oh, wait, what am I doing? Uh, I did not rate that song. Yeah, so Levy is a 3.5. I definitely give Levy a 3.5. Good song, man. Good song. Absolute. Just in case I didn't give that song a rating, I gave it a 4.5. Anchor was a 4. Fucking up here. Okay, back on track. So Bloom, I feel like the song uh, seemed forced. Uh, nothing unique or dynamic about it except the drumming from Valentino was pretty fucking awesome. Uh, biggest part of the song, honestly, Needed more diversified moments, uh, maybe a guitar or a long drum solo. Uh, the melodic, unclean vocals are always solid with this band since their first album, honestly, man, back when they had the boy Shay and Austin Carlisle. Uh, you know, since their first album, but needed more. It just needed more. The song just, just needed more. 
Uh, lyrically, the song is how we as humans are born with, uh, are born humble and curious, not with any hatred, uh, but at, but as time goes by, we naturally develop into, you know, some form of hateful beings. Uh, keep in mind that the hate can be in many different forms and doesn't just mean you're trying to hurt people. You know, being hateful, a lot of people, you know, automatically, you know, some people think that that just means that you're trying to, you know, just going out there, you know, wanting to punch people, but that doesn't necessarily translate hate. So yeah, I gave that song a two, uh, Bloom a two out of five. Um, you know, didn't really do much for me. Uh, the next song is Pulling Teeth. Pulling Teeth, Pulling Teeth. Pulling Teeth is a melodic track that would have done a lot better if it were heavier to me. Um, I understand that the cleans are always a factor for this band, but sometimes you need to understand that the feel of a song, uh, that you have to understand uh, the feel of a song, man, and understand what it needs. You know, uh, to me, this song dropped the ball on the structure, um, which this could have been one of their better songs, in my opinion, man. You know, the breakdown was was very, you know, it was decent, solid, but man, just, you know, I can't give you a high rating for a breakdown, you know? So, you know, again, not really too much to offer. Decent breakdown could have been better. Uh, so lyrically, um, the song is about, how in life you experience tragedy after tragedy with friends and family um, over and over for as long as you live. Because, you know, the older you get, the more people start dying, it seems like. Uh, the subject of this song is coming to terms with this reality. Uh, and the subject basically just falls into a rage, man. That's why you hear some of those lyrics. Uh, pretty cool lyric, uh, lyrically song. Um, when you digest the lyrics, that's actually a pretty good meaning. Um, but the song itself, 1.5 overall, just can't really, just couldn't really connect with this song. Uh, the next song is Mozak. Uh, Mozak has is a high-paced song with some cool drum snaps uh, with a bridge for the ages, man. The bridge was fucking absolutely phenomenal, for sure, man. And uh, I'm also a sucker for bread. I said I, I said I was a sucker for a lot of things, but I'm, I'm a huge bridge guy. Uh, the train and simultaneous horn effect uh, during the bridge is unlike anything I've uh, really heard, and it was epic and unique as fuck. So adding, implementing that into this song just created something that was very, very unique and just fucking, fucking awesome, man. It was just awesome. Uh, however, outside of that, it wasn't really a song that, you know, it stood out for sure, but um, it wasn't a song that really has replayability in my mind. Um, I don't really replay songs for, you know, just to hear one part of a song. Uh, that's not really, you got to give me more than that. But uh, lyrically, I didn't get enough of a, a, a grasp to feel confident enough to explain them. Uh, so I definitely would need you guys' help on this song. Yeah, because I just I just couldn't really couldn't really figure it out. You know, the lyrics were just a little bit obscure for me. Just couldn't do it. Uh, the song overall, I gave it a three out of five. Uh, solid, man. Solid track. Definitely uh, not a sleeper track. 
Fighting for Gravity. Uh, Fighting for Gravity, the guitars were fun and simple. Nice foundation for the vocals. Huge ambient work on this track, which was really sick, honestly. Um, you know, there were good moments with drums and vocals. Uh, you know, it, was, it was chilling, man. Um, very of Mice and Men-like. Uh, just a solid song and great visualizer as well uh, that they have on YouTube. Uh, lyrically, the song is about figuring out how maturing emotionally. I keep fucking yawning, man. Sorry, guys. Uh, how maturing emotionally isn't figuring out how to brush away heavy feelings and always being happy, rather learning to manage them and finding happiness anyway. Uh, the feelings never go away, though it always feels like you're fighting gravity. You just need to learn to cope better. I did that shameless plug of fighting gravity, man. I know it's the title track, but hey, man. What they were fucking saying, give me a break. But um, yeah, so a pretty a, pr a pretty deep song. Um, you know, great lyrics, great great overall sound to it. So uh, definitely worth a, a four out of five. And uh, yeah, man, definitely an above ever song for sure. Uh, Echo uh, on the song Echo, the guitars were effective. Uh, great chord progression towards the chorus that I liked uh, the bass was very solid uh, this is probably one of the catchier songs on the track for sure um, a good song to prepare you for um, the last track it pretty much sets you up you know well for that you know for that last track uh, the intro provided a, a cool atmosphere that kept me engaged and you know the song had just enough heaviness to it that provided a great balance for me. It was great, man. You know, just enough heaviness. So with that being said, uh, lyrically, uh, the song is about uh, being closely connected with someone or something until you eventually fall further and further behind them into a shadow. And unfortunately, you become an echo. Yes. Yes, an echo. And for this song, I gave it a four out of five. I could definitely see myself listening to this song again. It's an above average song, man. It was a very solid listen. One of the better songs on the album. And let's see here. Helplessly Hoping. Um, you know, Helplessly Hoping, the final track of the album, is a cover track by folk rock man, um, Crosby, uh, Still Nash, and Young. Uh, I don't know much about that band or their discography, but I do know uh, that the track uh, by Of Mice and Men was super chill uh, in the direction uh, the album was going after the previous few tracks. I'm a sucker for Austin, Austin Carlisle, and I believe him and Shay were the best uh, metal or hardcore duo ever, man. Just had to throw that out there. Overall, I do give it um, a 2.5 uh, just because it's a very moody track and uh, not something I normally listen to. So it's not something that I'm usually in a mood to listen to. Theme of the album was feeling lost in evolution, meaning progressing in many different ways, but feeling like you don't have a soul at times, man, you know? 
uh, overall, the album was a fair listen. Some ups, uh, yeah, nothing uh, iconic or repeatability necessarily. Uh, however, only one really bad track. Uh, so with the lack of uh, bangers, but enough heat to stay in the kitchen, baby, um, I'd give Echo a 3.5. Definitely a 3.5. You know, I wouldn't mind listening to this album again, but uh, I'm not, uh, you know, watering at the mouth to listen to it again either. But yeah, man, uh, 3.5 for Echo. Solid album. Did not waste an hour of my life, thankfully, uh, because it was above average. Man, you give me three stars, it's not a waste of time. Okay, three stars, because three stars mean yeah, there's at least a four, okay, at least a four, uh, or 4.5, hopefully some fives, you know, I'm always, you know, I go for the heavy hitters, man, I, I like to get some fives out of, you know, every album, but pretty fucking hard to do, and I understand that, so and that is going to wrap up this episode of covering Mice and Men's album and covering uh, the Brownings album, man. That was this was a fun episode to do, fun episode to record. And guys, stay tuned because right after this, shortly you'll be listening to uh, album reviews uh, for Set Your Cells and Volumes, which I also had a lot of fun doing. They will be coming out very, very soon. So stay tuned for that. And the final episode that will be coming up after that, of course, is the award show. So guys, stay tuned. There's a lot of heat coming. I'll still have to cover some more new albums for this year. It's all going to create a big, giant clusterfuck of metalness and brutalness and greatness. That's all for Jay. Keep your foot on the pedal and do what? Stay metal. That's it for me. I'm out. Peace. Yay! Oh, thank you.